Welcome to the Sober by Design podcast, where we explore the many pathways to recovery and a better life through conversations with a wide array of guests. Whether you're sober curious, in recovery, or simply looking to improve your mental health and well-being, this podcast will have something for you. Each week, we sit down with inspiring guests from all walks of life who share their personal stories of struggle and triumph, offering valuable insights and practical advice on how to design a life worth living. From addiction and mental health to spirituality and creativity, we cover a wide range of topics that are relevant to anyone seeking to live a more fulfilling and authentic life. So join us on this journey of discovery, growth, and transformation, and start designing a new life. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Sober by Design podcast. Tonight, we have um, a substitute guest because the original guest kind of fell off the map for the the week. So tonight we have Winston Hennings. Um, Winston is my older son. So for any of you that listened to the bonus episode with Desmond, we are um, doing somewhere between a bonus episode and a real episode tonight. And um, the idea is to not let a week go by without this. And I don't think I can carry an hour by myself. So Winston has graciously offered to speak with me on camera, microphone, and put it out into the universe. So hi, Winston, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. Yeah, I wouldn't say you, I graciously accepted it. It was more of a... You, you graciously accepted. Oh, you think I strong, strong-armed? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean... I didn't have a lot of options. So, um, again, I appreciate it. Um, so I guess just to give everybody a bit of sense of who you are, can you just kind of give them some basic idea, like, you know, how old you are, what's going on right now, those type of things so that our guests know? Well, I'm currently 17 years old, about a month out from graduation. Um, and then headed right into college at the local community college here. Yeah. And right. hoping to uh, major in computer science. Okay. Okay. And c- currently playing track and soccer at the same time. Mm-hmm. But, so, okay. So, no break. Um, you know, you're going right. You're literally not even stopping. You are starting a college class before you even graduate high school and just kind of continuing on. So That, that is correct. A lot of drive. Um, sometimes we wonder where it came from, like where this, uh, you know, race to the, the finish came from. Um, you've kind of been that way since you were a little kid. Um, any idea of... I just, I don't know. I, I was kind of thinking about that today, like... During track, we were we were running, and it's like you just got to get to the end. And, and and I don't know what the end is, but you just got to work as hard as you can, and hopefully it pays off at some point. And I think it's starting to pay off already. Okay. Yep. The end. No. I mean, I I, I guess that's a very uh, big idea, right? Because the end is actually not. We don't know what the end is. Right. You never actually get to the end. So if you're racing to get to the end, well, yeah, I, you know. I mean, I think it's more of like uh, racing to like success or like happiness kind of. Okay. And I don't know what that – I think it's more like 
trying to find what that is at a fast pace. Okay. That's okay. I mean, I think that everybody does that at different paces, right? So um, some people are very slow and methodical about it. And some people, I guess like yourselves, like, again, I said, since you were a child, we would get a lot of feedback from teachers. You know, Winston rushes through work. Winston wants to be the first one done. Most competitive, you know, in like third grade was your award, you know. Um, so you, I get it. I mean, it's it's in you somewhere. Um, but the race is, is interesting to watch as a parent. You know, we, we want to, we tell you all the time to slow down and, um, you kind of are just continuing this march. I just, I think if I stop, then it will stop for too long and then I would lose that. And I think it's better to go faster than too slow because then you could, regret something but you could also regret something if you go too fast mm-hmm. yeah. but this is just sitting around i can't really do it okay so Isn't... where you're at now is you know on this quick path um and the plan is to graduate quickly from the community college and then kind of continue yep. on yep do hoping to do that in a year taking the college class starting about a week and hoping to then start up the fall semester, doing five classes, get enough credits for that semester, and then head into the spring, okay. do six classes, finish out the associates, and then where to after that is still to be determined. Yeah, and it was a pretty, you know, when I tell people what you're doing, I do kind of talk about it as a grown-up decision because you you know, you got into a lot of the big state schools around the area. You got, you know, academic aid awards to places. Um, but your award to the community college is full tuition. Um, and it saves you a lot of money and, you know, everybody a lot of money. And you decided that that's a good path to go. Um, so that is a, is a grown up decision. And, you know, you have a very clear path in front of you in your head. Um, I'm just wondering, are you seeing a lot of other people your age kind of think this through? Or are a lot of people still um, kind of going, hey, I got to go to a four-year college. That's the way. You know, I need that experience. Or is there sort of a, a blowback against, you know, the, the high costs? I think most kids definitely worry about the cost because parents will say, well, we'll help you cover it. Or some won't say, we'll help you cover it. And I think that kind of forces a kid one way or the other. But I think money is definitely the biggest determining factor when you're thinking about college yeah. because – at one hand, you have a big school name that somebody might might know. Like, say, a kid got into an Ivy League and got some aid, but it's still forty, fifty thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. not even including room and board or any other money you're going to spend. Or there's the com- local community college where you go for free and you stay home, home cooked meals. You know you like it there, mm-hmm. and you can take as many classes as you want and use that time 
to figure out what is next because this point in your life, like this kind of sets you to what you're going to do for the rest of your life. I know you can change it, but these from senior year, junior year, senior year, high school to whenever you finish your degree, or if you don't do, don't go to college, it kind of sets you to where you're going to go in a way. So I think most kids get nervous about the money, but you still see a lot of kids going to big schools because they don't want to be, oh, I went to the local community college instead of some big name state school or doesn't matter because their friends are going there, girlfriends. But I just think that the, the money they can give you isn't enough. Like you said, I got the big awards from big schools. Like Merrimack gave me a lot of money Mm -hmm. and that would have been probably my choice, but it was still $30,000 a year. And I don't have $30,000 to pay every year. Mm -hmm. And I just think that it's not worth $30,000 a year. We go to kindergarten, first grade, second grade, so on, so so forth for free technically i know you pay taxes mm-hmm. but i think it in some way should be the same for college and i know that's a big like political idea on everyone's behalf but i think that is where it should go college should be free i know professors are have to have like a master's degree or whatever but and they should get paid but they'll still get paid by the government and i think that's how it should be i just think High school teachers should have a lower end salary. I mean, well, I I mean, I think the idea could be that, you know, we live, so we live in a very uh, cost prohibitive state school structure, right? So in New Jersey, Rutgers is our big, you know, state school, but we have Montclair, we have Keene, we have Rowan, we have other ones, but our in state tuitions are huge. Rutgers is like $30,000 a year. Total. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to live on campus and the tuition. That's just a tuition. No, 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 not for in-state. Not for in-state. But anyway, it is well above where other states are, right? So, you know, a North Carolina state resident can go to Chapel Hill for, you know, under $10,000, I think. Uh, That's reasonable. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, right. $10,000 $10,000 is a lot more reasonable than thirty, right. $40,000. Right. And like University of Virginia State School, one of the best schools in the country, reasonable if you live in Virginia, you know, totally out of bounds if you go there from New Jersey. I, I just think it's a very weird system that does need some tinkering. Um, I don't know that it needs to be 100% free, but something needs to be done because it is becoming unattainable for a good majority of the country. And I also think that the middle class or whatever you want to call it, people that make a decent amount of money but don't have enough to pay their kids full tuition get lost in the financial aid world. Yes, they do. I mean, because, and we saw it with all yeah. of our friends and, you know, people that we know as parents. Um, yeah, it was a tough one. So, you know, it's hard to watch that happen um for us for you and you know obviously our other friends and their kids but 
you know, I think over time it's going to work out. Um, but again, we are happy for you that you made a choice and you feel very confident about it. And, you know, I think it's, it's good. Like you said, you're home, you're comfortable. And when you're home and comfortable, that's probably when you do your best learning anyway. Yep. Um, so kind of shifting gears because this is a recovery podcast. I know you are pretty, uh, you are a man who takes care of his body. You like to work out and you're, you know, active. Um, my question is, you know, how is, and I don't, you know, don't call anybody out by name. I don't need specifics here, but just in general, how are you seeing, you know, drugs and alcohol? And I guess I would even bring in vaping, smoking, just in throughout sort of your age range, um, not only in your school, but just like around the county. I mean, I know you know a lot of folks. So is it, is it high or is it, um, are people, you know, taking any measures to, to not do this or is it just out of control? I, I think it's like, a, so just based off a of percentage, I think probably upwards to 60 to 70% of kids just around here, at least do some type of drinking or vaping, smoking, drugs yeah and i think it's teachers try to stop it but then there's also teachers that don't know how to stop it or don't stop it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and kids don't stop it like they just continue to do it without understanding the consequences behind it i know like a month or two ago we had uh at our school it's wellness week and they had people that were arrested for marijuana and selling drugs, hard, like harder drugs, like crack or heroin or anything like that. And you could physically see the toll that it like took on them. Mm-hmm. And all these people spoke. And if like, I looked around, I would see the kids that do drugs laughing or sleeping or not taking it seriously they even had a scenario where they put kids in a prison cell, Mm -hmm. which is where some of them may end up in. Mm -hmm. And it was like scenario. And one of the guys that was actually in prison for like 15, 20 years, he said, put these kids in there and the kids were joking and laughing around. And he's like, you guys would get beat up and jumped. And it's not like all fun games. It's not like that. So, yeah. If you do drugs, try and rethink about your decisions because it can lead down to a bad path very quickly. Yeah. You could start with a drink on a Sunday night for a football game or just smoke some weed with your friends, but then it leads to Adderall or just something small and then it builds up until you can't control it anymore. And then you lose your physical well-being your mental well-being and the people around you start to go yeah do you think that you have a different view of it based on you know what you saw i mean you were younger when i got sober but you know seeing me change and then also just you know some some of what you know addiction can do to a family just throughout our family yeah yeah i mean i think it 
I've, I mean, I've had a, a drink here and there, but it just doesn't appeal to me. But even if it did, like, even if I enjoyed it, I wouldn't do it because I know how it affects families and the person doing drinking or doing any drugs. I just think it, the, I don't think there is really any benefits, but let's say if there were any benefits, the consequences outweigh the benefits you get out of it. Yeah, well, they, they've actually said there's no benefit. Like, I know a lot of times people will say, you know, there'll be a news story that, you know, a glass of red wine helps with your heart or something. But the most recent news stories, and I think even on Huberman's podcast, it's like there is zero benefit. It is, you know, alcohol is poison, cancer-causing, you know, substance. Um, yeah. You know, I think there's other substances maybe that are, you know, okay for some. But I don't know that, you know, alcohol is one that anybody needs for any reason. I think that, like, these these kids around here, they're, or anywhere, because I know it's not just in where we live, that the kids that do drink, their livers are going to be destroyed. Just any internal organs are going to be hurt from it, and it's just going to affect them down the line and they don't even know it yet yeah um so i see you're looking up at uh your girlfriend um (laughs) so i was going to ask also about mental health um you know it's another big thing in our family and it's probably not a subject that people in school take seriously although i think it's becoming more so um do you see that uh, being taken a little bit more to heart in high school um, these days, or is it still kind of a, a joke? By teachers or kids? Give me both. I think teachers take it seriously to a point, but they only really do so much. You only, I know you're there Monday to Friday, but it's only part of your day in one class. So they can only do so much, but teachers will like check on you, make sure you're okay. And obviously they're always like a support system you can rely on. And I think, I know at our, our school, we have a student center and I know at least one of my friends, he goes there uh, once a week, once or twice a week to talk to one of the counselors. And I think they for sure take it seriously there. And I know, like the guidance counselors at most school definitely take it seriously, but I don't think kids fully understand it. Um, I don't think they understand like the severity behind it and how it can affect people. Like you, some people, you don't even know like what's going on in their life at home or outside of school. Right. That's, that's their mental health. And if that, life outside of school isn't good their mental health is not going to be great and it's just gonna lead to them being upset or leading to to a bad path yeah i mean we we talk about that here in the house a lot right when somebody's having you know maybe it's somebody is like wow why are they like that we always say we don't know what's going on at home for that person we don't know what their life is like um but you know and then there's some people who, you know, have a 
an okay life and they still have mental health issues right and but it's always how supportive can we be for that person mm-hmm. and i, I know I, you're pretty good at that yeah i know that recently we had a kid actually commit suicide hmm. at our school and i don't think anyone really knew like what was going on right and that it just you hear stories all the time at schools well, I mean, you know, when people die by suicide, um, most, well, not most of the time, you know, there's a number of times when you wouldn't know that that person was struggling. I mean, we know that firsthand in our family, right? Your, your grandma, my mom died by suicide. That happened, you know, what's going to be six years in November. Um, if you had to go back in time, I don't know that, you know, you or I would have, I mean, there were signs for me, um, but I don't think that you at your age would have seen it, right? You saw her as a pretty, you know, happy person and she carried herself a certain way with you. Yeah. I mean, I was obviously, I don't think I really even knew what that was right. at the time because I was, was only 11 and I thought everything was like rainbows and yeah. whatever. But I mean, looking back now, like, I remember a few times where I was like kind of a little freaked out by the way she would act, but it's nothing like, like super out of the blue for someone. Yeah. Like at least for me, what I saw, cause like you said, she had, and not that she had to, but she did. She acted a different way around me Yeah, because I was younger and her grandson. Yeah. And you know, I think, you know, I didn't even realize, you know, I just realized that, you know, you were 11 and, or right around that age, right? I was, I was 12. 12, yeah. I mean, not a little, a little bit older than Des. And, you know, I wouldn't expect Des to pick up on any of those signals, right? So it was a, it was a jolt for sure. It, you kind of grew up quick after that, I would say. I mean, I, I think I grew up quick once Desi came around. Yeah, you were still like I think I think, you know, I, I growing up in a way where maybe um, the reality of of life and what it is maybe hit a little harder over the past five six years for you. You know, first with your grandmother um, dying like that, and then you know we had some issues around the house that you were you know obviously tuned into, and um, and then. Uncle Mark, right? So, you know, Uncle Mark passing a couple of years ago, I think all those things start to play into who you are as a person. I mean, how how does something like that affect you as you kind of age t- through high school? I mean, I think it changes your outlook on how you see any, like at anything and everything. I know for a fact, I have a few friends that I know struggle with mental health came back to that. And I know I make sure I check up on them. And I know there's people that check up on me, my girlfriend, especially she makes sure that I'm good and I make sure she's good. But I think those, we'll just say those two, two, two deaths and the family definitely change your outlook on how you like perceive things and take things. You got to make sure you enjoy enjoy things more than you just 
blow through them because I think just let's just say like you're in a high school class, you got to try and enjoy it however way you can. Like if you don't like English class, find a way to enjoy it or take something out of it. Because if you don't, you don't know like what's next. I mean, it's with anything. It, it, I mean, it's what we say to do around here. Mm-hmm. I, I think that we we have the best intentions in our house of being that way. Sometimes we all get in our own way. Um, sometimes we get in each other's way around here. Um, overall, it is the philosophy, right? I, you know, I just was talking to somebody at work about it last night. Um, you know, that life is pretty short, you know, um, and it's not worth getting hung up on nonsense in the office or, you know, really wrapping your head around, you know, uh, an issue with a, a family member, whatever the case is, you know, trying to just enjoy the time we have and, and use it wisely, you know. Um, so that's kind of what we preach. I'd say that we are maybe like a B family if we had to give ourselves a grade. <laughs> yeah, B, B minus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, miss, we miss the mark a little bit, but Sorry. I think it's the, it's more the thought behind it than knowing in your mind that you should try to enjoy it to like it tells your brain to to do it you have a subconscious and then a, a conscious and your subconscious knows after you put it in there long enough that you have to start to enjoy things and i think you start to enjoy things without even knowing it right Right. Well, it's, you know, it's the same thing in like recovery. It's like progress, not perfection, right? We're not going to be perfect at this idea of just enjoying life on life's terms. I mean, even the people who I I come across that seem like they're just like, you know, freewheeling through life, I'm sure they have moments behind closed doors where they're, you know, barely hanging on. So, you know, we do have, you know, we, we have bruises in this family. We have rough nights. We have rough weeks and that is just okay to be that way um it's how we recover from those mm-hmm. moments and you know still support each other um you know and and i think that's the important part have an idea of where you're heading and then if you kind of falter just get back on the track and, and keep going and that's what it's been i think for a while now with us five six years yeah, even before that too. I mean, that's. Mm-hmm. I think that's when you became maybe acutely aware to it. But I mean, it, that had been going on in our house for, with me and mom for you know years before that, right? We tried to kind of implement that life. I mean, you know, again at that age, you're eleven, so you're kind of freewheeling. I mean, look at Des. His life is that's you know what your life was. It's it's pretty mm-hmm. carefree, and then there's something happens, and boom, it's you know. I mean, Des isn't going to be carefree for it. Well, he could be. Yeah. It's always been this way. I know. I know. He's like, he, uh, the other night when we were hanging the, the mirrors in the bathroom, I was getting so frustrated because they weren't equaling out. And he just was like, you know, okay is okay. Just, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. Like he just, he does have some good philosophies. If we all listened to him a little bit more around here, we'd probably be, a little bit calmer. Um, the house would be a little bit disorganized. That's for sure. Um, my shoes would be wet. He left his cleats outside last night. They were. I said, like, take them off outside, put them in the house. He 
he did like half of it. His brain was already on to like the next thing after he took his cleats off. So we can't always be exactly like Des. Um, so I guess, you know, I don't want to keep you all night. I know that you have important things to do. You're a busy person. Um, but the, the other question I had, and I mean, this could be a multi-part thing is, you know, what are the big worries for teenagers right now? You know, you're 17, you're going to be, you know, hopefully starting your life as an, you know, quote unquote adult, you know, in the next four -ish years. Um, what's the big worries of, of people your age? Do you even talk about it? Or do you guys, are you just like blissfully unaware? I mean, I, we don't really talk about it, but I know I, personally, I'm aware of my worries. I think my biggest is probably where am I going to find time to have fun and like I want to travel and I want to find time to do that I want to find time to do things I enjoy and I think time is something you can't get back so that's kind of the idea behind like rushing through things because then I feel like it opens up space at some point well but if you're always rushing through things and packing your time then you have no time I understand that, but it also opens up time later on. So yeah, but later on, again, later on isn't guaranteed. So just be careful with your philosophy. But I, but I, per, I try to take care of my body. So I'm hoping that there is the later on. I know, I know, I know. You know, I think there's some examples in in our lives of people who have kind of, you know, threaded that needle of work, play, you know, living life fully. Um, you know, you look at somebody like your uncle Dave, you know, successful dude, um, kind of has always kind of lived life on his terms, to be honest, since he graduated college and, um, you know, from the outside looking in, you'd go like, yeah, that's not going to work. But now he's living life large, you know, um, he manages bands. He is always traveling. You know, he's going to be overseas for a month in June. He spends time in Mexico. He, you know, he's got a whole thing, right? But he still works. He's managed to sort of put those things together. So I think it's how you sort of structure your life a little bit. And that's something that, you know, it's hard to think about when you're 17. You know, you're just saying, like, I want to have fun. And trust me, you're going to have time for fun for a while because you're not, you know, you're not gonna have a baby early well you could i mean it's possible but you know you still find time to do things you know it's not just work 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 um so so time is your biggest worry there's no like i know i mean i think what comes comes next is a big worry like i'm going to community college but i'm gonna get out in a year and it's what do I do after that? Like college is just a big worry because I wasn't like hundred percent sure on what college. So community college was a good idea because it's free and it's, it's there. It was an option. Mm -hmm. And then it gives me more time to figure out where I want to go after. And that's a worry. And then where like, like a house or apartment 
That's yeah, those are the worry. kind of things that I'm thinking about. Like our kids worried of, about the fact that you know, oh no, a, an was, average house is like four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I was looking yeah. at apartments like for rent or like a small house, and it's like I saw apartment like the cheapest apartment was like two thousand dollars a month for like five hundred square feet. Hmm. That's extremely small and not worth two thousand dollars. So that's a big worry. Seeing stuff like that how to get a job experience like good job experience to have on your resume that's a worry yeah but i think where like a worry is like where do you want to live so you can have a stable job taxes aren't like these are all like worries that Mm -hmm. kids do think about but it's not we're still kids so we want to be a kid but I, I think the the thing the answer to all this is that you know I had the same thoughts you know at some point and it it works out right everything seems sort of unattainable when you're first starting out and then it, you just do it somehow like you figure out a way to get that first apartment maybe it's not just you maybe it's you and three other people and it's you know maybe not ideal but it's a start right and then you're getting that first job and maybe it's not paying exactly what you want but you're getting that experience and then you take the next step and the next step and it it's a slow build for i would say you know 90 percent of the people on the planet you know we were not i was not born into a wealthy family therefore you were not born into a wealthy family i am you know, I wish I could go back in time and, you know, fix that. But, you know, that is just not the reality of it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But what I can say is that, you you know, if you work and just kind of make smart steps along the way, it tends to work out, you know. Um, everybody kind of has gone through that. It's like it always seems just super unattainable and until you're doing it and then you know, and then it happens. Um, you know, when you were in kindergarten, I don't think you could have projected, you know, being a senior in high school and taking, you know, physics or, you know, whatever, what are you taking? Like advanced bio, right? Like it just wouldn't in your head, it wouldn't make sense. So, you know, just like now at, at 17, like having a job that's paying you enough to, to have an apartment that's going to be, more than 500 square feet just seems so crazy, but it's, that's, it's that's not a worry. worry. Yeah. But it, it, what I'm trying to say is like, it's something you should be aware of, but I don't know that you need to worry about it. You know, like I think those things tend to, you know, work themselves out in time. It's just, again, you have to wait for the time to, to, to catch up to, to where that point is. Um, there might be some really shitty apartments, in between now and then, right? And mom and I had them. You know, we lived above a seafood store. It was loud and disgusting. And we lived above a seafood restaurant kitchen. And our entrance into the house was like right through the kitchen. We had to walk up the grease carpet and then past the garbage can that was full of shellfish. And, you know, it, and it just was not the best scenario. But you know, without that experience, I don't know that we end up where we are. It's just part of it, you know? And 
a crappy job is part of it and a crappy boss and, you know, all those things. I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be, but again, for the majority of people, I think it's, it's more often that you get that than just like, Hey, I got a great first job and they're going to pay me a bazillion dollars. You know, there's a little bit of work. Um, but it always, it, it, it normally always works out. Well, it always works out. Just if you like the way it worked out or not. I mean, I can, like, I can have the vision of what, how I'm going to get the, the apartment or the house and the job, but it's just, it's far away. So you don't know like what roadblock or how things are going to work out. Professional dancer, right? You just got to wait and see. Professional dancer. Yeah. Professional dancer. Yeah. That's the move. For sure. (laughs) I, you know, I thought that you might say like, you know, the biggest teenage worries like climate change or Russia or China oh. or anything, but no, you guys don't care about any of that kind of crap. You just walk I mean, through life. <laughs> I, I think the climate change thing is not for us to figure out, but for the plants, the animals and the earth to actually figure out we, they've crazy climate changes ice age the cambrian explosion like the great oxidation oxidation whatever you want okay there's all these big events that happened and earth is still still spinning and we're still yeah we're still here and it might be that it just wipes us out and that might be part of the cycle exactly there might be another right now scientists are saying this is another big extinction like mass extinction yeah i mean i've seen all those movies right we watch them all the time but i think like climate change like that's not earth is adapt is finding its way to adapt to us and its way of adapting to us could be getting rid of us at some point yeah it could shake us off like a flea some some could say covid was part of earth's way to figure out how to take us out could have tried failed (laughs) but i think that that's not a big a big worry but i do think the russia ukraine situation is a little bit of a worry i know sometimes like i'll read the news headlines which i know you should not read just headlines you should read dive into the articles but I see the headlines and sometimes it's a little worrying where I know that all the big countries have nuclear warheads and it's a definitely, I know personally that's a worry for me that Mm. at any point that could go off and I'm not ready for that. No, I don't think anybody's ready for that. Um, You know, for anybody who doesn't read the news or listen to the news or maybe just listened to, you know, CBS this morning. Um, there was a drone strike on Vladimir Putin's residence. Yeah, he was, supposed, he was he wasn't supposed there. to try to get killed. Yeah, and they're not sure who actually put the drone strike out. The You know, Russia's blaming Ukraine. Russia's blaming uh, Washington, D.C. Um, people over here are saying it was a false flag. It's actually Russia striking against themselves. <laughs> Whatever it is, it is alarming and, um, you know, should be, should be front page news. Like it should 100% be front page news. It should be just about every, 
everything that anybody's talking about. But somehow we got jumped today by, you know, the Proud Boys getting, you know, prosecuted. But here we have a situation where, you know, a world leader was targeted by somebody, um, which could just cause the war to escalate. And I just don't know that we are putting enough emphasis on stories like that and, and fully understanding the gravity of what the this war that's going on in the Ukraine right now represents. It is like, it's such a s- sticky situation. And, you know, it's kind of been boiling. And, you know, I just, um, for me, that's like, that is my biggest, I guess, worry for our family at the moment. Um, just because it, it could have global impact, but we'll see what happens. Um, you know, I think another like news headline that I saw recently was the government running out of money and estimated sure. six months. The secretary of the national treasury said that we would go into default. I don't fully understand it, but yeah. basically the government runs out of money, but yeah, it's another the, big one to worry about. I mean, I think that's something everyone should know about because it's a, it's a big one. Yeah. So my understanding is that, uh, Janet, Janet Yellen, uh, said June 1st, would be the, you know, plus or minus a week or two. I think she put a caveat after she said June 1st, but I guess that was the day where we would start to default on our, our, uh, you know, our loans as a country. And again, just letting everybody know, this is not a news show. Do not trust a word I'm saying. Go read out some real news. But the gist of it is that, you know, June 1st is that date and, if that date passes and we do not have a new structure in place to pay our obligations, it could have a huge impact on Wall Street because Wall Street hears June 1st. They expect something to be done by June 1st. They don't care if we're still good for another two weeks. So, you know, mark your calendars. And, and June 1st is pretty darn close. I mean... Three, just, four weeks away. Yeah. And I was he- I was listening yesterday. You know, I think Biden's gone for two weeks. He's traveling to uh, Japan and Australia or at least 10 days and then you have to get a bill passed, you know, both how you know both houses takes time, and then he has to sign it. It just doesn't seem likely, like that it's going to happen before June first. And you know, couple that with the banks collapsing. You know, we've had a couple huge bank collapses. If you just total up the money of those bank collapses that we've had recently, they are actually more than the ones that we had in two thousand eight. So it is kind of setting up a weird scenario, one, again, that I think we have to, you know, just keep an eye on as as a country and really be, you know, ready for what comes out of it. And, you know, for people who are in my world in recovery, you know, those types of moments can throw people off. You know, in 2008, people were losing houses, you know, jobs were being lost. That really does kind of put a drag on people who have you know, substance use issues. So, you know, I just want to make sure that I'm keeping an eye on things and and understanding what's going on in the world. I mean, I think if something like that were to happen, obviously you can't ignore it, but I also think you shouldn't spend all your time focusing on that because then you could go down or you could go back to drinking or whatever your substance abuse problem is but i think filling up your time with 
some type of hobby or just maybe even just cleaning your house once a week mm-hmm. that gets like for like that's a day that you don't drink or do some type of drug and then maybe start to go on like a morning jog like i know like scientifically you're supposed to wake up to the sun mm-hmm. like you should go out and you should look at just sit in the sun for like 10 minutes 10 15 minutes and then get some nice cold water have a nice breakfast and i think starting your day off just like that that start that sets your brain to be like this is what you should be doing go outside go for a jog work out eat a good meal those are all good tools most people do. don't do any of the things that you talk about right most people wake up and look at their phone they, yep. they go downstairs, they watch the news, they shower, they run to work. I mean, that is the reality of how people behave in the mornings. I mean, I, I never said that I do it personally, <laughs> but I would I would like to strive to do that at some point. Well, high you wake up early. I mean, you wake up very early. So Yeah, high school doesn't really let you like wake up to the sun for 15 minutes and do what you need. It's not just high school. It's it's our society. Yeah, I think our society doesn't really set up people to be extremely healthy. No. No, they do not. Something changed, and we are a miserable, unhealthy society. I know the the obesity rate is through the charts, diabetes. Right. Like heart heart problems are through the roof. Just like all, all of it. And I think the first problem... Like even with COVID, I think the first problem was people were not healthy. Right. And people's main source of food is greasy fast food. And I I don't think that's what it should be. I think it should be even just like a, like a real restaurant where they cook a meal, like literally not just deep fry it. It's hard though sometimes, right? There's a couple things that lead to that. And you know that. One is yep. like, you know the cost of really good food, really healthy food is expensive. You know, we are, I think, privileged to be able to eat like that when we want. Um, you know, we do have, we, we keep junk around, but we eat good food. I mean, when we want to eat good food, we eat good food. Um, you know, some people don't have that option. Some people, one, can't afford it. Two, they live in areas where they can't even get groceries, right? They're food deserts. And then three, you know, when we're going full bore, like in this house, between you, your brother, my obligations, mom stuff, you know, sometimes we just don't have time to sit and eat normally. Like last night, you know, we had a baseball game that started at 7.30. We did not get home until 10.30. And I was at work. I mean, where was I eating? You know? I, I had fast food. Yeah. I, I had a sandwich. Mom had sandwiches with Des somewhere else. I mean, you had your stuff. You know, it's because it was what we could do at that time. Like sitting down and having a good dinner wasn't possible. But when we do cook a good dinner, we feel so much better, right? If we just cook good protein, we have a nice, you know, side carb, a salad. Like I feel better the next day. On those weeks where we're going like four nights in a row and we have to eat on the fly, I feel like crap. Yeah, I think I know it's easier, but I think... That shouldn't be people's default, I think. People's default should be, I could go to the store, I can buy a bag of rice for the week, 
or a bag of potatoes. Mm-hmm. They're your carbs for the week. Buy some broccoli or some lettuce. They're, they're your greens. Mm-hmm. Maybe some tomatoes. And then you could buy a big pack of ground meat for pretty cheap or some chicken. I'm not like well, not cheap, cheap, but right. not like a big grass-fed steak that's like fifty dollars a pound. Right. right. I mean, you could eat chicken. Like, you can get bone-in chicken very cheap. Yep. You know, and there are there are cuts of meat that you can get. You know, um, the other day we bought bananas, and you were like, "Bananas, great value, right?" I mean, they are, and they don't they don't really. Like go up and down in price. I yeah. mean, maybe a little bit up since the start of COVID, but no, it's not like, a lot. And, and maybe 10, 15 cents. And it's not really, you get like six, seven bananas for like a dollar fifty. And that's, I know I have that for breakfast some mornings. And I, I mean, it, it's good food. It's like dense. It's, yeah. but you know, people also, you know, will stop and get a, a Starbucks drink and not realize, you know, how many calories they're taking in and how much sugar it is. And I mean, you do it, you know, I did this morning. Yeah. I, you know, and you know, I love Starbucks. I go for their coffee. Normally I don't, I mean, sometimes I'll get one of those refresher drinks if it's hot or something like that, but normally I just get coffee. But typically if I'm buying for the rest of the house, I'm buying four frozen drinks. Um, and, uh, you know, there are a lot, but it, it's not just our house that drinks that. It's like everybody. And, you know, it's not that just there. It's soda. It's all that stuff. It's all bad, um, but it's easy. It tastes good and people love it. I mean, I like ice cream and you guys all know that. I mean, the two of you in that room know, like, I can easily be swayed into getting a milkshake. <laughs> um, I'm trying not to right now because I do feel crappy at the moment like and i'm trying to be better about it um if i ask in about two hours if you want a milkshake nope nope. i have frozen fruit so what i did did the other day is i bought um when i when i'm successful at not eating that stuff i typically have a big bag of frozen fruit and mixed berries and i just i'll eat a bowl of frozen fruit and it's enough to to kind of knock that milkshake thought out of my head um but again, like not everybody can fru- afford an $8 bag of frozen fruit to, you know, alleviate a milkshake craving. Like I feel pretty lucky sometimes. Milkshake is $8 though. $6. Well, yeah, at the Sparta Shack or wherever we go. Um, I don't know. Everything's expensive. But um, the idea here is just treat yourself a little bit better. I mean, it's simple stuff. It could start with a walk. You know, just walking, just moving helps, right? It's great for you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know that you work out a lot, so you're, you know, you're pretty healthy and, you know. Um, but, again, there's plenty of people that don't, right? Plenty of people in your school probably that don't take care of themselves and, you know, a lot of kids. So, but like, just, like, simple walk, maybe some, like, push-ups or sit-ups. I mean, I know it's not a lot, but keeps there's some cardio in there you can if you can move your body weight then that means you're somewhat healthy right so i think if you do like a push-up like some push-ups maybe some squats yeah tons of work tons of workouts on youtube i mean you can just jump yoga just yoga workouts yoga is really hard i just you know i did hot yoga not long ago it was hard i felt totally stretching is huge 
I think yeah. there's also like with school, I think there's some things like we have health class, but I don't, I don't think we really learn like what you should, how you be, should be treating yourself. I think like physical activity, what food you take in, stretching, mental health. I think those all should be like incorporated into school at some point. It should. And it should be incorporated into sort of everyday life and just like culture. I mean, I think at work is mental health month. This month is May is mental health month. So I think one week we're dedicating to mental health and we're giving like a half hour each of those days, which is like, I mean, realistically, that's not enough, right? Like to make a commitment to change people's mental health, if you're going to do it in you know, a school or a job, like you got to give a little bit more than what, what is that? Like four hours? It's like two hours. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a great start. I think that, you know, overall as a country, we need to do more to help people, you know, to your point before, you know, you're rushing towards happiness, you know? Um, I don't think we should be rushing towards happiness. I think happiness should be like just a step away and and you know for all of us and and you know again i i don't think that happiness you know i don't want anybody to think that winston's like not happy but you know he's talking about like long-term happiness you know we if you're i don't know i just think that there's a lot of people who are like in a very bad spot and they don't know how to get out of it and they don't have the tools and they don't have the access to them we got to make that stuff more available through schools through jobs, through, you know, public uh, entities. It's just, it's a real problem. So um, I'm glad that you help people out with that stuff. I mean, getting like rush, the rushing thing is more, it's not rushing. It's keeping your mind off of things that it shouldn't be on. So people fill their time up with watching TV or stuff. And I know I can scroll through TikTok for for hours, but all you do is watch Netflix. But I also, just like you said, I'm filling up my time with classes and working out, but that's kind of the idea behind it is if I can fill my schedule up enough, then I don't have time to go back or not go back, but lean on, bad things that I shouldn't be doing. I get you. I get you. Um, well, I don't want to keep you all night. So I end with a question of um, give everybody, you know, either a TV show, songs, music artist, movie. Give a, give us a couple things. I won't ask books because you don't read. So I'm not even going to bother with the book thing. But give us the other ones if you can. Uh, one, one of each TV show, movie, music. Um, like a suggestion? Yeah. Something that you enjoy uh, right now at this moment in time. For a TV show, The Arrow, I'm wa- rewatching it again. Okay. It's, it's a great show. I I think it's just it's fun to watch. Something you have on the background mm-hmm. and it's interesting. A movie. Tomorrow night, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 comes out. I'm hearing it's supposed to be great. Okay. That's where I'm, that's the next movie I'm watching. Okay. And then music, uh, Noah Khan is definitely huge. Um, Mumford and Sons, just 
Mount Joy, okay. the Lumineers. Right. I think their music is is great and it helps me relax or cheer me up if I'm a little upset after something like a bad soccer game. I know that's what I'll go listen to. Mm. And it's like if you like rap music, it's not like super far off in a way because it's still got like the the beat and the rhythm to it. So okay, good. I like those. Um, and then I guess another show I just started watching again, All American, mm-hmm. but it's the Homecoming. So watch that. If you haven't watched Outer Banks, I think that's a great one too. Okay. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, I am going to go with, for my shows, I am watching House of Cards right now on Netflix. I know um, Kevin Spacey's not a uh, a good name, but um, it is an interesting show. It's a little bit spicier than our normal political dramas, so it's been fun to watch. And- no Ted Lasso? Well, I talked about Ted Lasso last week. So, um, yes, I mean, Ted Lasso is huge. I just got a Ted Lasso figurine from my best friend. He sent me a limited edition Ted Lasso figure. So that was cool. Um, But definitely House of Cards, if you are into political drama and can get over Kevin Spacey's face, give it a watch. Um, For music this week, I'm going to go with um, Matt Nathanson. Uh, We saw him couple months ago at Bethel and I just uh I kind of continue to go back to his songwriting so those are mine for the week I don't have anything else it's hard to give these every week movies are hard (laughs) yeah Um, we're not really a a movie house we are not a movie house we definitely get into our shows we've been watching downstairs with Des we've been watching Sweet Tooth on Netflix which is also good and has a killer soundtrack so I'm sure if you go on Umbrella Academy, Umbrella Academy is a great soundtrack too. But Sweet Tooth is really good. Mountain Joy was on there. Lumineers were on there. I mean, it is definitely our style of music. Um, Umbrella Academy soundtrack to me was more so that it was tied with awesome dance scenes. So two of the greatest dance scenes ever on television, Umbrella Academy. Um, so you can watch that too. Um, that's about it this week. You know, again, this is a, I'm, I'm guessing a, um, like a substitute uh, episode. We will see. I mean, it's possible that the person shows up for the recording at nine, but I'm not sure. So more to come. But thank you, Winston. I appreciate it. I know you're a very busy man and very fast paced. So gotta go get dinner now. You gotta go get dinner now. And I will, um, I will talk to you in a minute and I will see everybody or whatever we do on podcast world next week. If you could subscribe, like review, whatever the things are on the platform that you're listening to, it would be highly appreciated. And that's it. Bye-bye.